Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could join us. Also, just tuning in through online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could be with us as well. I am so excited to welcome to our program today author Daphne Palmer Nicopolis. She's the author of a book I had a chance to read called The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kidd. And let me tell you, I had never heard of Sarah Kidd before reading this book, but thanks to Daphne's book, we're not only able to get an idea of who she was, but also the circumstances that she lived in, the challenges that she faced, but I think also the connection that we as readers today can take away from her journey as well. We'll talk to Daphne about the research for this book, but also what it was like for her to be able to share Sarah's story with the world. Daphne, thank you so much for the time today. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your show, Cyrus. Hey, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So, Daphne, this work is definitely not new to you. I heard a great interview you did a couple years ago with the book, The Pirate Next Door. What has it been like for you to share not only your love of history, but also of this world that a lot of us don't even know a lot about? Well, it, it, it's just thrilling to shed light on a, on a secretive subculture of pirates that, as you say, we don't know much about it. and. Pirate history was written by men for men because women were um, illiterate, most of them, including Sarah Kidd, um, and didn't leave diaries. So there's a great deal that we didn't know about these women, and we didn't, many of, many of us, uh, until I got into this, didn't know that pirates had wives and families. Mm. And so that that is the big takeaway for me. When I first was telling someone about this conversation with you, Daphne, that that's the first thing they said. Pirates had families. The only thing we think about is what the images we see, right, in these movies. And that's why when I was reading The Pirate's Wife, when the book was first pitched to me, I had in my head what I thought the story would be like, you know, not knowing any of the history. But what was it like for you to first start discovering this history, Daphne, and then, of course, to be putting it in books like this? Well, I have to be honest and tell you that when I started this, I didn't know anything about pirates. I had only seen uh, the movies, Johnny Depp and Errol Flynn and Captain Blood, and uh, I knew the book, Treasure Island, Um, but I didn't know the details about the men. But I was commissioned by the New York Times to write a freelance piece for the museum special section about a widow pirate museum in in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And this is a pirate ship that crashed during a nor'easter in the sh- off the shores of Cape Cod in 1717. And the ship was recovered in 1984 and has been um, excavated all these years. And in the museum, there are uh, artifacts of the pirates, everyday artifacts like cutlery, buttons, belt buckles, shoes, a leg bone, a teapot. And it just made me realize that these men are ordinary men and that they had lives and connections on land. The the captain of this ship, the 
the uh, widow the widow partnership was named Sam Bellamy, <clears throat> and he had a love interest on Cape Cod named Maria Hallett, and that told me that pirates had families and communities, and I hadn't thought of that either because, like most people, I thought pirates were very one-dimensional men, but then I realized that they, that they were much more than that, and it was in the course of writing my first book. The Pirate Next Door, the untold story of 18th century pirates, wives, families, and communities that I learned about Sarah Kidd, and then I knew she would be worth a deeper look. So it's interesting hearing you talk about the way that women were 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 looked at and even treated and not even really given a voice. What was that like for you to kind of think about the connections of what we hear so much today then, Daphne? Because I thought that's one of the interesting things to me, again, in reading this book. I thought, well, you know what? There are so many people who would think, well, not much has changed since the 1700s when it comes to how women are looked at, their responsibilities, as well as what they can contribute. What was that like for you to kind of look at as you were doing the research? Um, well, it was it – was, the most fascinating part to me was knowing that women in the 17th and 18th century lived under such strict rules and that they had no agency. Their only way of kind of being in society was through a husband. They had no legal rights of their own. And so they were powerless. They were called femme covert, which meant that they were the property of their husband. So what fascinated me about Sarah Kidd was she understood that all so well, but she was still bold and navigated her way around the system to exert her own power. So I just thought uh, that as many difficulties as Sarah had, and her life was just full of twists and turns and tragedies, she was able to operate in a very sophisticated and resourceful way through the difficulties of um, society, 17th century society. And I think, too, that the time that she was living in, Daphne, as you, again, were able to know all of this because of what you're able to give us in the book, The Pirate's Wife, even at the time that the media, and it's interesting looking at the role of media in how pirates were looked at, right? Because just like the media is in many ways shaping the way people see different groups, as you talk about in the book, you know, during that time period, during the, the 1660s and uh, as you even mentioned through 1730, the way that the newspapers reported about these pirates, you know, had people, as you said in the book, I made a note of, both fascinated and fearful of them. So what was that like for you to see the media's role even in that time of the way pirates were looked at and the way that people then perceived them. Well, the media was controlled by the authorities. The newspapers were owned by the colonial authorities, so it was it was very one-sided, and it was uh, the publicity was very controlled. So that that um, made me dubious of the sources, such as newspaper accounts. And that's why I dug deep on my own to find primary sources and to learn more about the, Sarah's character and Captain Kidd's character on my own terms. And it was, it was a fascinating uh, 
journey of digging through history and um, I was able to read um, uh, letters that had been um, caught, that had been captured on um, a pirate ship. Uh, there was letters from their wives, pirates' wives, to them and them to their wives. And I really was able to get a deep dive into what their culture was really like. And I took exception to what the media was saying about them. Hmm. Wow. Well, I tell you, that definitely makes the story even more intriguing. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, he's on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're talking about the new book, The Pirate's Wife, the remarkable true story of Sarah Kidd. We're going to remind you how you can get your own copy of the book as well. So, uh, you know, I know that for yourself, you spend so much time with this. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Daphne, I don't know the answer to. How much research time, what, how much time are we talking about when it comes to the research for The Pirate's Wife? I spent, uh, the, it took me five years to write this book. I spent oh, wow. three years researching it. Um, I, uh, I, I looked under every rock that I could find. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> I read the contextual history of pirates and of the time period in which Sarah lived, which gave me the um, social, political, and economic conditions under which she lived. I was able to find some really important primary sources that Sarah left, such as her petition to the governor of New York, Lord Belmont, who had had his henchmen seize her personal property when Captain Kidd was arrested and put in prison. And she also left her last will and testament, which is just one of many of the documents that she left, but they are so telling. Many of the ancient sources that I relied on in constructing this book were handwritten, and I transcribed them to make them easier to work with. I spent five months transcribing 250 documents uh, just so that I could, could read them. And then I visited archives in the places where Sarah and Captain Kidd had been, including those in New York and Boston and Rhode Island. And I walked where she would have been, where I knew the primary sources told me that she and Captain Kidd had been. I also found some great resources at the National Archives in London among the Admiralty Papers, which gave the texture of the maritime community at the, in the 16th and 17th century, sorry, the 17th and 18th century and at the Library of Congress in the manuscripts room, there was uh, some very valuable documents. But most, most fascinating to me also, in addition to the documents that Sarah left, were Captain Kidd left his own recorded statements. And this gave strong evidence of their relationship. I was very fortunate that in the three years when I was researching that archivists and other historians I met were enthusiastic and helpful during my research. So I could bounce off some ideas off of them and uh, get their uh, take on it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, so even in hearing you talk about that, I mean, this, this is a big commitment. So I want to talk about connection for you. Not just to the history of Daphne, but also to Sarah. Was it difficult for you to 
to separate yourself, and, and let me tell you why I'm asking the question, because in reading it, you, you feel such, you feel empathy for her, you feel the sadness, um, you, you feel the uncertainty, even as, as I as the reader. What was it like for you to be able to read about her and then to be able to write this book? Well, it started out as um, as, as a pretty objective piece as I was spending three years researching it. And it, it really wasn't until I laid out all my research. And how I do research is I set a timeline of the story. And, and then I divide it into chapters. And then I put a notebook for each chapter. And then I work my way through it chapter by chapter. And as I as I went through chapter and chapter through each chapter and chapter, I I felt her coming alive to me. One thing that really brought her to life to me was that my publisher Hanover Square Press is locate it is a, an imprint of Harper Collins, and the Harper Collins office is in Manhattan, where Sarah Kidd lived. And their office is just three blocks from where Sarah and Captain Kidd lived. That brought it to life for me. I, I felt a connection like Sarah almost picked her publisher. <laughs> and I, um, I also walked to Trinity Church, which is just blocks from the HarperCollins office. Um, and that was her church. Captain Kidd helped build it. He supplied the block and tackle to lift the heavy stones and uh, to build this church. So that that made it really come alive for me. I knew that she had, uh, Captain Kidd had bought a pew for her, pew number four. So I could really start to connect with her. Um, and she is buried in there, in the graveyard of Trinity Church. And next to her is her son, Christopher Rousby, no, I'm sorry, Henry Rousby, who's their other son, and their his 10-month-old baby. That was a very, very moving experience for me, and um, it, it put it in context that here is this woman who arrived in New York, in Manhattan, at the age of 14 with just her father and her two brothers. She had already lost her mother. And she went through this this life. She was married four times and widowed four times and just tragedy all along. But she also had moments of great happiness. She just never gave up. And she just kept persevering and figuring out what she needed to do to protect her, her family and herself. And I, I, it just uh, really resonated with me that this is a story of a woman of tremendous resilience. And by the time I finished it, I was so connected to her that I realized that she taught us, taught me, and I think she can teach her, or the readers too, a lot about how we can approach our own lives. And that is, just never give up and keep figuring it out and put one foot in front of the others. And she went from riches to rags to riches to rags and tragedy 
and she just was able to keep pulling herself together. And that lesson, I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to write her story and to bring her into the light after 300 years where she has been in the shadow of Captain Kidd, who has been a larger-than-life figure. I love this line that you have in the book, uh, Daphne. A pirate's love for his wife is alluring, mysterious, and splintery as the wooden world of a pirate ship. And I think that really says so much about what we're able to learn about Sarah through your book, The Pirate's Wife, and how as much as there may be love, as much as there may be relationships, the things that are sometimes put before it all, and how easily it could all be lost. I think, again, that resonates with the the reader for sure. Uh, again, everyone, Daphne Palmer, Gina Coppolis has been our guest. The book is The Pirate's Wife, The Remarkable True Story of Sarah Kids, available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Uh, Daphne, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for for taking the time to write this book, to have this conversation. How can our audience stay connected with you? Oh, please stay connected with me. Write to me on my Facebook page, or um, which is Daphne Genicopoulos, or um, <clears throat> uh, I have a website where you can write to me there, too. It's DaphnePalmerGenicopoulos.com. And I would love to hear from your readers, and I do write back as soon as possible. And um, I'm just uh, so grateful to talk to you, Cyrus. This is a, a real treat to share uh, Sarah's story. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the time and looking forward to the next chat with you. Thank you so much, Cyrus. And more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Then let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>